Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is A Vague Idea. It's a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week we're going to be talking about the horrible, dark, cold, and uh, just horrible, bleak, dark, cold, bitter, windy, crispy, just gloomy as fuck season that we're in right now. We're talking about winter. Mm. And to talk about winter, we have two fabulous, sunny returning guests. Our first returning guest is a man whose looks could kill and probably will. It's Jeremy Mast. Jeremy, welcome back. And not in a good way. <laughs> well, the, the upside is, is even if you were not uh, traditionally Hollywood handsome, you have the ability to break somebody's like body with your uh, with your martial arts skills. So, mm, yeah, so that's how I win friends most of the time. <laughs> Just a, a threat of force. threat of murder. Uh, threat of force. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it sometimes works. that's how you have to how you have to meet people. <laughs> yep. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for being Hi, on the honey. show. <laughs> Our second guest is his better half, whose looks have definitely killed several people in a good way, in the Helen of Troy way, just to be clear. It's Lindsay Morehouse. Lindsay, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Happy to be back. Happy to be back. It's really, uh, yeah, it's hard to come up with a good way to do, especially with a couple, to do like a an attractiveness based thing and lean really head hard into the guy. And then it's like, well, how mm-hmm. hard do I lean? Cause I don't want it to seem like I only think Jeremy is attractive, but I also don't want it to feel like I'm like, you know, buttering you up or something either. This is, this is all just, it's all you showmanship. Really, you really paint yourself into a quarter either way. So it's, it, well, yeah. exactly. Dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're probably of equal couple level attractiveness i'd i'd say i would say yes you you are a handsome pair oh thanks yeah yeah so listener that's super important um to realize i'm definitely uh really put together with my face on i haven't been working from home all day in a pair of sweatpants and off-color sweatshirt and she definitely is not wearing another person's face that Jeremy obtained by force either. Uh-uh. So nope, we want to, we, we want to dispel um, yeah. that rumor right now because uh-uh. any stories about any face stealing, a la the movie face off or any, or uh, <laughs> silence of the lambs not uh-uh. going on here. It's no, not yeah. happening. And not no, we're not it. protesting too much. It's just yeah. not true. Uh-uh. Not during COVID. You don't share faces during COVID. No, it's like the worst. That's, for sure you're going to get COVID that way. Do you guys think Hannibal Lecter's having a hard time finding food? Like, are they are there additional supply chain issues when you can't even eat someone's face? Mm. It depends where he lives. Where is he? Where were they again? I think he last escaped to Switzerland in the movie Hannibal, but I'm, I don't remember. <laughs> so he would he would not have been affected by the King Super Strike is what you're saying. So maybe he's fine. Yeah, he could be fine. He could have plenty of face hanging out. Mm. <laughs> Jollier than ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. bet he's fine. I feel like he's thriving. <laughs> I mean, would Hannibal Lecter still be alive? I, he'd be like ninety something now. How old is? Yeah, how old is Anthony Sir Hopkins? Hopkins? I couldn't yeah. think of. I mean, he's got to be. He's up there. He's he's an elderly Most gentleman chicken. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but he's been eating well, so I imagine you know, long, healthy life. 
right? He's just he's just indulging in all those uh, May December dinners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. he's literally eating the young to say him. I mean, hey, we should all be so lucky. What do we do with all these kids lying around anyway? Nothing. We can see what he looks thing. like when the next Westworld comes out, though. If anybody's oh, interested in that, yeah, yeah, whenever that happens, is that sometime in the next two years? Five probably, years, probably, yeah, yeah I don't know. something like that. Well, all right. Well, hey, let's talk about winter. How about that? (laughs) Flawless segue into winter. Everyone knows that winter is the worst season. Or is it? It is. What do you guys think? 100%. Is it the worst, Lindsay? Yeah. All right. What's the best season? Mm, Spring. Okay. I'll buy it. Jeremy, what do you think? Worst season? Um, It's not the best. I mean, there's like a couple days in there where you're like, yeah, this isn't that bad, but um all in all not the best i think since i grew up in a place that actually has an autumn i get a little nostalgic for like a legit autumn yeah um, not just the summer that runs into winter right call it the colorado autumn is what i call it yeah 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 the colorado i see what you did there <laughs> it's good it's a good mashup yeah i like that so yeah i don't know like a like a nice uh, september fall day midwest ish kind of like a day that's just in the low 70s and the leaves turn over a period of a month and a half to two months instead of, uh, yeah, snapping right. the, suddenly off. The sun is out hardcore. You still might need like a three-quarter length sleeve. Yeah. And the yeah, pair yeah. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. All right. Well, good. Yes. I mean, uh, winter is obviously the worst season because uh, all the sports are the bougiest ones that are very painful <laughs> when you aren't good at them. It's cold. It's dark. It's demotivating. And yet somehow, due to capitalism, we're forced to trudge through it. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah. It, uh, and we got quite a bit of snow here today. Uh, oh, yeah. How much did you guys get? Because I, I, well, I heard the news of snow. Yeah. I mean, I would say, what, five, six inches, probably. Um, we were yeah. supposed to get one to three. And then throughout the day, they kept, like, notching that up. So, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, wait. No, wait. Oh, oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, no. Oh, hang on. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Seems I mean, yeah, no complaints, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, you do need the moisture. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. Lin- Lindsay just razzed the, razzed the Zoom camera for the listener. Because, um, yeah, that is, that is the most annoying uh, Colorado catchphrase is we need the moisture. And it's never mm-hmm. not true, but it's right. also just like. Always true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always true, but it's also like, hey, you know, it, it's also fine. Don't don't yum my yuck. Is that does that work in reverse? Because to yuck someone's yum is one thing, but if you're yucking the snow's existence and someone tries to yum it by being like, but it's good because the moisture is the moisture. It's yeah. funny too because almost in the same phrase, someone's going to mention something about, oh, but it's a high desert. So it's like, well, is it a desert or do we need the moisture? I don't know. Yeah. Like, how does this go? <laughs> Yeah. Are we leaning into the ecosystem we were dealt? Or are we trying to cr- cultivate one that doesn't exist? Yeah, I got a yard water, man. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All that Kentucky bluegrass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, let's jump into round number one. Right. We're talking about winter. Lindsay, yes. do you have a vague idea about seasonal affective disorder? I do. Talk about it. Great. Um, it, so seasonal affective disorder, uh, otherwise known by the acronym SAD, uh, is, I know, is, um, 
It's purported to occur when the days are short um, and the like the sunlight is lower and you're not getting that same exposure to the sun and then therefore your vitamin D levels could decrease and up your feelings of depression, woe, ennui, just existential angst that is winter, uh, which we all agree is the worst season. It is the worst season. Damn mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, anything to add about seasonal affective disorder? Yeah, this is important. I think they've proven this now, although it may still be sort of in like the hypothesis stage, but um, they're pretty sure that it's the seasonal affective disorder that has completely wiped out all of these Seattle bands from the 90s, uh, save maybe one by the name of Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why is that? Because they're always making that Pearl Jam, keeping happy. (laughs) That's right. So that was uh, that was my that was my seminal joke. It was it was good. So I'm yeah, anyways, that's probably why that's probably what happened to Kurt Cobain at all is specifically that. Just really leaning into that depression as hard as possible. Yeah, I mean it 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 sure does seem to like while common in winter, it it largely does have a lot to do with just the weather and mental health that you experience when you don't have a lot of light, when you don't have a lot of activity. It's uh it's just shitty. I, I have either of you ever experienced it to some extent? No, um, but we live in a high desert. <laughs> so there's a there you go. A lot yeah. of sun. Lot it's of it's so sunny. So sunny. In Colorado. Okay. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. No. <laughs> I heard that. I think that was printed on several thousand t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, I feel like I've definitely had it in, in moments in my life, even when I still lived in Colorado and like it, it just it just sucks. But it's also one of those things where it's just sort of like an off and on experience too. Um, just think it was I think people who are already prone to some form of depression or anxiety are going to be more triggered by conditions being more volatile. So, yeah, it's reasonable. Great job. I'm going to give you each two points and we're going to jump into round number two. Jeremy, do you have a vague idea about Chianophobia? Gianophobia. I'll, I'll spell it for you. It's it's C H I O N O P H O B I A. Chianophobia. Chianophobia. Yeah. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So I'm familiar with certain phobias. Um, most acutely, the phobia of the needle. Mm. Um, I'm guessing this is going to have something to do with the fear of winter-related. Um, something or other so i'm going to go with fear of the snow i don't have anything really quippy to say about that i was i was going to go with uh with something of an italian theme but then i realized that's not what we're talking about <laughs> i mean it still could be hey chiano get over here well but you spelled it with a ch and so that's what i had to change my mind real quick that's fair. so yeah. <laughs> i applaud your your agility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah really coming out with guns ablaze here Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're hitting it. Hitting it hard. <laughs> Got that high desert energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's exactly right. Great. Lindsay, anything to add about Chianophobia? I mean, the first thing that came to mind was fear of snow. Um, also, although I couldn't really tell you why it triggered that in me. Um, it's hard. It's hard for me to relate to that personally, a fear of snow. Like I don't love it, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't, 
bring that like phobic sensation, you know, with the, the rush of adrenaline and the like stomach drop. Involuntary vomiting. Fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, I guess, no, I also am struggling to come up with something quippy about this. So I, I apologize for the both of us um, not being funny. Hey, that's okay. It's yeah. early in the show and we're going to get we'll there. We're going to get there. deliver later. Um, you are both correct. Chianophobia is, it's an irrational fear of snow. Right. Not, not like, hey, it's going to snow a lot tonight and I'm worried that we're going to run out of soup. And you know, I loves me some soup. Yeah. It is legit like there will be so much snow that we will be bound into our home and we will starve to death. And this is my last moment on earth. And, and this is a way that someone would feel all the time about snow. So these are the people that go and buy up all the bread and um, these are definitely eggs the, and milk just because the we're milk get and one eggs people. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and I'm sure that it helps that I, I feel like the news definitely has taken more of a tack of like anytime there's a storm that's even mid-sized, mm-hmm. they really are like, hey, we could get up to eight inches of snow tonight. So just go out and sur- get your survival kits ready. It's like, I, I used to walk to work in like two feet of snow when I lived mm-hmm. in Boulder. Like no one batted an eye at the amount of snow for years. Yeah. People camp in that shit. So I don't know why um, 24 hours of snow right. is, um, yeah. No. It's fine. You'll be like, we'll live through that. I mean, even if there is no food or water or milk or eggs in our house, we'll still survive it. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. Everyone I mean, because out. check one, just start eating that snow. You got all the water you could probably need for a while. Super hydrated. You're going to get real cold on the inside, but hey, you know. So it does it make, it makes logical sense here that probably the uh, meteorologists are in league with the uh, King Supers people. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like there's obviously a nefarious connection there. Yeah. Big grocery and big meteorology are there. They're in bed. Makes a lot of sense. Just I, driving I like the stocks up. I like mm-hmm. how when any anyone is like acting nefariously, they're suddenly the big version oh, of yeah. whatever it is. What I love is that anytime somebody trots out big X, I, mm-hmm. I always want to be like, hey, guess what? In this country, every single industry is a big X. They all lobby. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why you think these people are uniquely evil. They're all equally evil. And they all do the same stuff. You got to be really careful with the big snow people. That's all I got to oh. say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bastards. Big snow. Jeez. <laughs> I want to know kind of the origin of that word, though. The What is it? Chia- Ch- Chianophobia. Yeah. yeah. Let me see if I can find you some, some etymology real quick. Great, great. Just, you know, to nerd out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is a... Uh, Latinized form of the Greek kion, which is K-H-I-O-N, that was the word for snow. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Feels like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> there are also people who are kionophiles or chionophiles. Uh-huh. Um, and you don't want to know what they do. With do snow. they do the face down snow angels? Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, give your snowman some underpants just for their own protection. It's a little weird. It, it, yeah, yeah. Carrot doesn't belong there. <laughs> so great job. Uh, two points each. Yeah. Let's play our first game. It's time for the Thunderdome. And this week in the Thunderdome, you have to decide who wins in a battle to the death between two famous winters. We have Alex Winter, the actor who portrayed Bill 
from Bill and Ted, their excellent adventure, their bogus journey, and their uh, riding again. Mm-hmm. And Ariel Winter, who portrayed Alex from Modern Family, the smart middle daughter. Oh. So in a battle to death, a uh, notorious film dummy versus notorious TV smarty, who's going to win? So I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll jump in. So I'm going to go with Alex Winter as the winner here, and it's because he, he plays the dummy. But in fact, he's also a, apparently a really accomplished documentarian. Mm-hmm. Made some good documentaries, as I hear. So um, one of which was a, one I, I still need to watch, but it's about um, issues related to the dark web. Um, don't ask me for the name of it. Uh, so my what I'm saying here is that he's he's playing dumb to sort of, you know, fool his opponent. And then he's going to whip out his brains and and uh, and just really kind of take over. So uh, Alex Winter for the win. All right. I like I like that answer. I also like that you said whip out that brain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about that, obviously. Yeah. And if I got to unzip and bring that brain out. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out <laughs> i appreciate that you gave that a, a nice dramatic pause too did you like that well yeah, and, yeah. And, and during that pause i was realizing that's the kind of a quote i would make it work and literally no one has any idea what i'm talking about because everybody was born like post 1980 it's really so sad. they just think you're sele- sexually harassing everyone no they're like i got to okay. file an hr what? <laughs> <laughs> they just look yeah it's like they, their face gets screwed up how is blazing saddles not part of like public education Mm. because i think it's pretty important for the way that we understand a lot of things clearly i I mean really Melbrook should be its own its own um semester long course i think i think the three of us should start a university and uh and that'll be one of the courses it'll be one of the majors that we'll offer it's really just going to be the only course there's no other course well yeah but i mean we'll have several majors within the course Oh, you can major in Young Frankenstein. You can major in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> history of the World Part One. Apparently, there's going to be a History of the World Part Two that they're going to make on HBO or something, which I was a little upset to hear because it's like, no, the joke is that there isn't one. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Lindsay, um, what do you uh, what do you think, Alex yeah, Winters yeah. or uh, Ariel Winter? So I was also drawn to Alex Winters, but it was more because he also has access to technology, <laughs> right? Right, like the 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 time travel. Um, he's got and, that phone and booth, and and he's in a band. So to me, that just feels like the the clear winner there. Um, technology band, band, yeah, Ke- yeah, and Keanu really. Right. Like having that just sort of back up. I don't know. I, you know, Keanu is going to show up for him no matter what, because they seem yeah. like they're actually like pretty good buds. And Keanu's just the kind of guy that would. He'd just show up. He totally would. And he does a lot of his own stunts. I mean, he's a very talented man. And this is nothing against the modern family actress because um, she's amazing. But it's. I bet she can't shoot a gun, though. Not like Keanu can. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's, that's fair that's fair and also her character traditionally like alienates others so whereas a band would have groupies who might come to your aid she sort of makes people not like her by uh just through her type anus which mm-hmm. i recognize sounded like i said type anus but i didn't i said type anus <laughs> I, I, was, I was going for anus. the keyboard right yeah yeah. yeah no i heard i heard anus <laughs> yes for our next game i need you to both type anus <laughs> okay okay 
Who wins? This is one of the weirdest episodes we've done. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're both absolutely correct. I mean, I, I I can't see like I think that that Ariel Winter did a great job as Alex, but it's also kind of one of those sitcom characters that is a little limited. And while Bill seems limited as a as a character in film, um, he also was in The Lost Boys. And as Jeremy pointed out, he has become an accomplished documentarian uh, during the 2010s, which is just awesome. And he got to reprise his role as Bill uh, in older age. I totally forgot he was a vampire as well. That he was. That's that's gonna that's gonna bug me for the rest of the night. I think the vampire thing gives him yet additional advantage because Alex's character on Modern Family, as played by Ariel Winter, is commonly sort of enthralled by uh, the sort of boy that would be able to do what a vampire can do, which is just sort of like make you feel special and also glamour you with crazy mm. vampire magic. So, uh, so yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's a real tough one, but, uh, but yeah, you're both, you're both correct. Do you think vampires get the seasonal affective disorder? Don't think they can do anything but be kind of depressed unless they're actively drinking blood. I, that's my vibe on what a vampire's life is. Is they're just kind of always bummed out? Cause that's just like knowing you're going to live forever is just kind of sad. Cause then you're like, Oh man, this again, what's the rush. They lament that they've already done no matter what show or movie it is. They've already done everything at that point in their life. Yes. And it's just also blah at that point. Vampires are like people trying to write jokes for an animated comedy series now. And they're just like, (laughs) Oh man, the Simpsons already told that joke. Mm -hmm. Can't tell that joke either. And that's a vampire's entire life. Give me blood. Do you you think (laughs) vampires are sad because they lack fresh content? Like that's all they're really truly craving is just content. I mean, I think that's why they're always making other people into vampires to be part of their group. Because it's just, they're all, it's fresh content. Literally (laughs) human human insides are fresh content for them. Mm -hmm. It's all a metaphor for streaming services. True. (laughs) It's true. This is called the Netflix issue. Listeners, if you want to sign up for the new streaming service, Vampire Plus, you just need to enter the (laughs) promo code VAGUE and you will uh, get $10 off your first six months. That's Vampire Plus, promo code VAGUE. Nice. Uh Great. Signing up right now. Hell yeah. Getting those affiliate click money. Uh, All right. So yeah, two points each for Thunderdome. Uh, Round number three, Lindsay. Do you have a vague idea about the Winter Olympics? I mean, I have a vague idea. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what those are. Great. So uh, earlier you had alluded to all of the like really weird, expensive, like sport activities that take place during winter that just like normal people can't pick up and, and play. The Winter Olympics, I think, features all of these activities. They're all the like truly bizarre niche like sports with with the exception of the snowboarding and the skiing um that people do in the winter including the crazy like isn't the decathlon where they're like cross-country skiing and then they have to stop and like long distance shoot at things which is really difficult because you're like breathing very hard but then you're just trying to like shoot accurately um the gun's cold and they they set a polar bear after you as well so you're really like wiped out and the pack of wolves, like it's really difficult. Um, you have to wear an entire suit of raw meat. It's it's really yeah. I think that one really just goes um, probably unrecognized uh, for the, the truly complex um, event that it is. And then you've got like curling and the luge. Um, 
it, it, et cetera. It's just, it's just all of the sports that like nobody actually plays um, besides the Olympians uh, is what happens in the winter Olympics. Also figure skating. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And ice dancing. Which is figure skating when you want to fuck. Fuck better. (laughs) (laughs) Sexier figure skating. Mm. I once had a friend whose name I won't disclose, um, but this isn't one of those stories where that friend was actually me. So I just want to put that out there right now (laughs) before I tell this story. But I had a friend who, when in high school, we held a uh, Seinfeld episode inspired bet about not masturbating for a period of time. He, he, was lost to the bet due to ice dancing. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. But he was, but he, but he's the kind of guy who is so genuine and kind and like a really good person that he actually like admitted that to us, despite the fact that they were, we were all 16, which is just, you, you shouldn't, don't show your, don't show your underbelly to 16 year old boys in a, in a masturbatorial bet context, especially. All right. Cause you're, you're, how old are you now? Hey, you're 40. You're 40 now. So now uh-huh. you're 40 and you're still yeah. telling the story as to your point. <laughs> well, I didn't say his name. <laughs> no, but it's, 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 you, you had to like yes. really restrain yourself, right? Yo, well, I you mean, tried look, like three times. It's hard like, not to remark upon it because it was such a silly situation where it's just like that super unconventional, especially, okay, especially now in the year 2022 when hardcore pornography is proliferant right it's everywhere there there is literally no child at this point who has been left behind when it comes to masturbating to actual sex so the idea that anyone would quaintly think like hey uh, a couple people scoring points by dancing on ice gotta grab onto it now yeah that was it was uh ice dancing i believe the the series catalog was the other oh yeah the other uh Maybe that's maybe a slightly earlier age, but um, no yeah, less of, prevalent. A lot of underpants in the series catalog. Um, mm-hmm. I think the take home here is really to just let's just all acknowledge how powerful ice dancing is. True, it's it's breaking down walls, <laughs> smashing <laughs> through barriers. Yep, it moves people. <laughs> uh, great, uh, Jeremy. Anything to add about the Winter Olympics? Yeah, a couple of sort of like disparate ideas. So um, we're we're upon the Winter Olympics, and I'm. It sounds like no one's allowed to go. Oh. Uh, this year. Right. Um, because of China, so we're going to blame China for that. Well, yeah, because of COVID, in China. Mm-hmm. And the um, uh, the Weiger, uh Muslim uh, humanitarian issues. That don't at all parallel any humanitarian issues the United States creates daily uh, among its own populace. So we're not going to talk about that at all. Well, no, nothing to do with that. I mean, those are two. Um, I don't even know. You lost me. I don't even know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. So um, equally complicated. I think it bears mentioning that, you know, when in talking about the bougie sports, um, you could like we, we, obviously we live in Colorado, so everybody does the skiing and the, the snowboarding and stuff like that. Um, it bears mentioning though that my counterpart here was a very prolific figure skater in her earlier days. You and were, yeah. So, um, if Bougie needed a face, that's all I'm saying. I, so, I don't know, if maybe we can, if you wanted to like check the transcripts, I specifically left ice skating 
and ice dancing off the list of the like niche sports right you 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 paused after the bougie stuff Mm -hmm. you said things that no one does and then there was a pause and then you Uh said and figure skating which I took to mean that you have an affinity for it, not that you literally uh, have affinity at it. Well, yeah, I, no, mean, I corrected that mistake. That was what that. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, like, how many children growing up in Southern California didn't have access to like a private figure skater trainer? I don't. I mean, is that bougie <laughs> per the traditional definition? I don't know. It's no. like you're reading right out of the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what uh, everybody, Dorothy Hamill came over to everybody's house yeah, on Tuesdays and Thursdays and alternating Saturdays to, uh, to to instruct. It's just part of like growing up, right? You go and you you have ice skating lessons. Um, I mean, you said she stayed in your spare room sometimes, right? Was that, I remember that incorrectly. Uh, Tanya Harding? Yeah. Sure. Wait, really? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, look, I had to ask because you were both so straight faced. I was like, oh, shit, this could be this could be a thing. Uh, If only. No, I mean, so basically my my figure skating career, which listeners in air quotes, um, was me competing in like various uh, local tournaments, all of which are recorded on a VHS tape somewhere. And you can hear my mom in the background on all of these, just like over the audience, just her voice carrying over the ice. Yay, Linz, woo! Each each time it was the incredibly supportive and wonderful. That that emphatically? As emphatically so as you loud. just did? Okay. So bigger, <laughs> really bigger than what you did. The woo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was really sweet. Um, <laughs> Aw. Yeah. Did you, did you win any, any competitions or anything or just kind of? I won most of them, but then oh. like I was very young. And so this was like, I think up through age 11 or 12 or something. And I never got to the division where they did the, um, like the axles and the sow cows and whatever. Like I never learned to do that because it's scary. And we moved um, from where I was taking lessons before. So, Well, that's fair. I mean, it still sounds yeah, like. Yeah, it, it was a short-lived career. It sounds like an amazing experience and very cool. Thank you for sharing that uh, through through Jeremy. I, kinda, I picked up that like you you guys you guys have such a cl- close relationship. They were like, you got to talk about this thing, but I don't want to mm-hmm. bring it up. And mm-hmm. and Jeremy heard you mm-hmm. with the power of telepathy. Yep. Well, it, it's an activity we'll never enjoy together as a couple. I have a pretty I have a pretty uh, negative history with ice skating. What about uh, what if you just went out there with shoes on? Cause she's pretty, she's shorter than you by enough that on skates, you'd probably be just about like, uh, eye to eye. We'd be pretty close. Yeah. My problem is that I, I've probably skated five times in my whole life. And, um, I also have a bit of a competitive nature. So the last time I was skating, oh, I don't know, maybe eight ish years ago was at a student event at a work that, or at a, at a job that I had for international students and my coworker knew how to kind of prod me into competing and so the whole we're just like kind of casually skating around and at that point I hadn't skated probably for 10 years before that so really not good um beyond what just like my actual normal athletic ability can kind of smooth over so he kept pestering me to race to race to race and I'm like no I'm not racing in every so finally it's like the last five minutes of the whole thing I'm kind of like coasting across and he, he's not saying race he's just like racing me 
<laughs> so he speeds up, I speed up, he speeds up, I speed up. And we get to the end and I stop. And of course I did a poor job and I smacked my chin right on the ice and split it <sighs> wide open. Um, yeah. I carry the scar to this day. There were stitches involved. I couldn't shave. It was terrible. Oof. If you want to dox your friend on the show, go ahead and just give their name and address now. Uh, his name's Josh Simpson. He currently lives in Florida, so I don't have his address anymore. All right. Um, well, you know, Florida will do things to him. Uh, yeah. He's quickly becoming a, a Republican, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, well, you made it sad. <laughs> it I was making a funny that joke a- about internet-based retribution, and you made it sad. Yeah. As, as if my face... Uh, my face injury wasn't sad enough. <laughs> I mean, look, you gotta you you take a, you just take a little perfect out of that face, and now it's like, hey, I can talk to this guy. It just adds he doesn't seem character. unapproachably yeah. godly. So, I, to use a, a phrase Josh Simpson would use, uh, it took me down a couple pegs, and that's what I needed. Because, All right. Hey, yeah. this is your origin story. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Batman's parents got killed. You split your chin open on the ice. I think you got a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's really uh, changed the course of my life. Well, great job on the Winter Olympics. I'm going to give you each two points. And uh, the first Winter Olympics were uh, 1924. The original five events that they had were bobsled, curling, ice hockey, and Nordic skiing, which was uh, there was military patrol skiing which became the biathlon later because they were like, hey, we should probably have them shoot targets and not have it be a thing like, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Then you had cross-country skiing, the Nordic combine, and ski jumping. And then you had skating, which was uh, figure skating and speed skating. Now, Lindsay, you know the history of figure skating, right? And what figure skating used to be. Actually, I'm not sure that I... I know it. You know it? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I don't know. If, if Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. So figure skating was where there was an, an actual shape or series of shapes on yeah. the ice. And so the figure part of the skating was that you had to, with the blade of your skate as, as closely as possible, trace the shape in the ice. So you're basically skating the figure, of what, you know, whatever was etched into the ice at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very technical sport. So they would have like, you would have like simple, like a simple kind of uh, two figure eights, like making sort of a, a simple like propeller all the way up to like an elaborate sort of lotus design. And the judges would go out and they would look and measure the groove that you put in the ice as it was supposed to for the shape of the thing. And you would be graded technically on that. Um, now, it was an extraordinary boring sport for spectators. So they uh, they abandoned that completely, I think, in like the 50s. Yeah, but it took a while. So I'm shocked that curling was in the original Olympics because my impression was that that was made up like a decade ago. Yeah, it was. That's crazy. I just kind of paved right over that. Good, good catch. Um, yes, it was originally one of them in the 1924 Olympics. And so that was made up out of whole cloth just a decade ago is what you're saying. Yeah, I guess it's got a long legacy of people just sliding a rock on some ice and seeing if they can stop it with breathing. Sweeping. <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. hey, if we believe hard enough, this will stop, right? Mm, yeah it, it seems like it'd be part of a story that uh you know r.i.p rosen island would uh tell about saying oh Hall. yeah it does it really mm-hmm. does like that some town drunk guy like dropped a rock and it slid into the bowling alley yeah somehow somehow makes it seem less dumb it does well because she was <laughs> a national treasure 
right. fictional and in real life. Round number four. Here we go. <laughs> Jeremy, do you have a vague idea about Winter's Bone? Mm, Winter's Bone. So there's a movie that came out, I'm going to say in the late aughts, uh, called The Winter's Bone. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was the actress in that uh, in that. Uh, movie the basically the uh the premise was that she's from a, a really shitty small town uh where it gets bitterly cold and um she's kind of like the sole uh redeeming character in the whole story because the whole town is kind of methed out her dad's methed out the, the neighbors are methed out and she's you know she's the uh she's that that character that just asks too many questions and so she gets herself uh, beat up a couple times and uh you know um it reminds me. It reminds me of uh, of home a little bit. Uh, not gonna lie, uh, with just those wonderful uh, Indiana autumns. Yeah, well, so like um, my where I came from is not nearly as hillbilly as I sometimes like to remember it. Um, but when I watch that movie, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can kind of relate to these people just a little bit. Um, you know, like a lot of you wases instead of you were's and things like that. So, um, but it was a good movie, and I remember having a pretty good soundtrack. Right on. Winter's yeah. Bone. Very good. Very good. Lindsay, anything to add about Winter's Bone? Winter's Bone. Um, I am not sure that it's not a porno. We we I feel like we had kind of alluded to that, that earlier. So I just wanted to circle back that Winter's Bone is probably a, a pornographic movie. I, maybe I missed that. Or maybe I failed to mention that part. I don't know. I not from like that I've seen it or anything. It just like I said, it just sounds like you know a popular title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's the, the nights are long, so it's time to have a winter's bone. Winter's bone. It's a uh, probably a spoof of like a Hallmark movie called Winter Home, and it's the porn version. The porn version winter's of Winter's Bone. bone. Yeah. Winter's mm-hmm. Bone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's all. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the listener fill in the blanks. Yep. I think you did that just fine. And you know they are. <laughs> listeners are filling everything up right now you're welcome <laughs> you got jennifer lawrence you got john hawks you got uh lawrence sweetster uh pretty pretty amazing cast and yeah it's just all about uh people living in the in the ozarks in missouri mm. and uh she's trying to find her dad and kind of sort out life as the only responsible person and a it's it's kind of I think it's kind of like a very dour zombie film in its own way that everybody because meth is sort of so overtaken things it's it's the human form of zombie um, and interesting because it's kind of like it comes out as meth is the in vogue uh, tragedy of of the country and then we immediately replace that with opioids because go America well yeah we need new movies so uh, well, yeah <laughs> that's probably the the genesis of that. It was a good movie, though. I really enjoyed watching it. And it reminded me that I actually like bluegrass a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, bluegrass is bluegrass is really good when it's well done, when it's not just kind of like the, the hacky sort of uh, faux bluegrass that happened yeah. around the time the movie came out, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> it, it had a decent soundtrack and I enjoyed that as well. Great. Very good. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going to give you three points. That's three mm. points for you. And Lindsay, two points. Because mm-hmm. you know what? If Winter's Bone, the porn doesn't exist, it better. It should. It should. <laughs> Sounds like a moneymaker. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. You got to bone something. <laughs> Might uh, as well be our... there. <laughs> We're going to play our second game. It's time to play 
I see what you did there. I see what you did there is everyone's favorite game, except for the people who are playing it. So I'm going to give you some elaborate clues and you're going to mash them up to tell me what I'm alluding to. It's going to be punny. And you're going to say, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Lindsay, number one, I don't know how a cartoon penguin runs a candy consortium, but if you get the golden ticket, you might meet this flightless chocolatier. Wow. Mm. Mm. Did you get it? I got it. Can you repeat, please? Yeah. I don't know how a cartoon penguin runs a candy consortium, but if you get the golden ticket, you might meet this flightless chocolatier. I don't know a cartoon penguin that would go with the Wonka. We got oh, the Wonka. It's, no, it's the Willy. It's the, there's, um, <laughs> what's his, his name? The little I'm going to isolate you saying it's the Willy. And I'm going to put that right after the Winter's Bone thing. Can you put that on Facebook, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the Willy. Uh, whatever the little Willy penguin is yes. with the Wonka. The You're- Chili Willy Wonka. That is correct. Chili yes! Willy Wonka. Good job. Good job, Lindsay. Thanks. That was great. Honestly, like you fought for that in a way that few people do in, in I See What You Did There. So I, I appreciate you. I'm here for that. All right, Jeremy. That was great. Number two, Simon and Garfunkel and later the Bangles once sang about the diaphanous dimension of this icy Vogue editor-in-chief with this song. Uh, this is harder than Chili Willy. Must start off with that. Is it? <laughs> Why do you have it? No. What, can you repeat oh. it, please? Yeah, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel, and later the Bangles, once sang about the diaphanous dimension of this icy Vogue editor in chief with this song. Do you have any parts of this? Do you do you know what Simon and Garfunkel song I might be alluding to? I don't know. I don't know the Simon Garfunkel song even. And I know a lot of their songs. In the Vogue. Is it the same? The Bengals and Simon and Garfunkel song? Is the yeah, the Bengals covered the song. Yeah, the Bengals covered the song in the 80s. Oh. Simon and Garfunkel put the song out in the 60s. The Bengals covered the same song later. And is it the, the Vogue editor? Vogue editor-in-chief, who is notoriously icy. Female, right? Yes. Italian? Um... I don't know. Not not a not an Italian last name. If you're if you're like leaning into a very specific like Italian last name, it's not that. I'm well. No, I was just trying to think of who the editor. I was. I had someone else in mind. I don't know. I'm lost. Lindsay, do you have any? uh, You have any guesses? No, I can't think of what the Bengals covered. Okay, I'm going to give you each a point because uh, whenever I stump everyone, you get rewarded. The Simon Garfunkel song is "A Hazy Shade of Winter." Okay. Vogue editor is Anna Wintour. So it is a hazy shade of Wintour. Oh, goddamn. I see what you did there. You see yeah. what I did there. I, yeah. I totally okay. see what you did there. <laughs> All right. Nice. Number three, Lindsay. Yes. I'll take my pity point. You've got to store your show hair somewhere. So maybe you'd put an assortment of false tresses in this domed cold climate domicile. An igloo? What? What's the question? You got, I mean, you got, you got, you're, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. You've got to store your show hair somewhere. So maybe you'd put an assortment of false tresses 
in this domed cold climate domicile. Oh, we're still playing. I see what you did there. Yes. Got it. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did here. I'm now, now I'm trying to see what you did. You're present in what I'm doing here. Yeah. Now no, I'm aware of what, what we're doing. Um, Wigloo. Wigloo is correct. <gasps> yes. Very good. Very yes. good. Very good. All right. Jeremy, number four. <laughs> All right. Give me a hard one. <laughs> I mean, this could be very hard or this could be very easy. I don't know what's going to happen. If Shakespeare's Richard III suddenly found his Wi-Fi back up and running after a long outage, his trademark soliloquy would go like this. Come on, let Major. Say, uh, please say it again. Yeah, yeah. If Shakespeare's Richard III suddenly found his Wi-Fi back up and running after a long outage, his trademark soliloquy would go like this. Can you hear me now? <laughs> mm. the verizon guy was was richard the third was richard the third i suspect as much i mean just as an aside i feel like the last in the last episode that we were a part of um and we played a game similar to this i missed all of the questions as well so this is all it was it was the is it a ghost is it is it a ghost yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that I was almost impossible, though, because they were just regular people names. And it yeah, was, you were supposed to guess whether they were a ghost. Well, Lindsay got them all right. And I, <laughs> with a 50-50 shot, got them all wrong. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know, can you think of a, a like, Richard Third phrase from Shakespeare that is common in, in common parlance? So It might have III, winter in it. No, Richard Third is one of the few that I've actually not read. Okay. I've done the early ones. I think Richard is one of the later ones. Yeah, it's like it. the it's like the bitter later. Uh... Yeah, I didn't read that one. I'm a loser. No, you're not a loser. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, none of that For talk. Of that this is not what this. Okay, we're stopping the show, Jeremy. <laughs> we need to talk. You didn't crack okay. your chin open on that ice rink to be <laughs> sitting here right now in this moment and call yourself a loser. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. All right, I'm back on track. Okay. I still don't know you. <sighs> I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, L- Lindsay, do you have a guess on this? No. No? Okay. The, uh, the answer I was going for. You're both going to get a point. The answer I was going for is, now is the winter of my disconnect. Ah! <laughs> I see what you did there. I, told, I get see it. See what I, I did see. there. Yeah. yeah. I see what you did there. What I love about that phrase is people misuse it all the time because they, they'll use now is the winter of my discontent as if it's like a negative thing when it's actually the conniving words of a man who's like, ah, all of my uncomfortableness is over. Mm-hmm. It's the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to be happy. Now is the winter of my discontent. Now is the that's spring good, of my happy. Yeah. That's the good thing about winters. It's almost the end of it. It's true. Shit's dead. Unless it's a metaphor, it means we're going to die soon. Or nuclear winter, which seems to go on forever. Mm, yeah. Not but it's least. also probably pretty warm because we're all irradiated. So I don't mm. know. <laughs> so it's a, com- it's a more comfortable long winter. Yeah, it's a long yeah. winter. Plus, I assume we'll have laser cats oh, and, yeah. uh, and giant birds. Lots Obviously. of cool stuff to run away from. So it'll be, it'll be interesting as we slowly <laughs> die of poisoning. Yeah, so you said laser cats. Apparently, there was a... Uh, I don't know if anyone read about this or not but there was a uh, a plan to genetically modify cats so that they would glow in the dark when contacted with radiation 
Um, and then they could go into the Chernobyl areas and sort of detect. It'd know, be like be little like Geiger counters that walk around. Yeah, well, kind of, there would be sort of like the um, canary in a coal mine, except for um, radioactive. And they'd glow instead of die, presumably. Uh, well, they would definitely glow first. I don't know what happens after that. Like any good glow stick, they eventually go out. And they go out eventually, right? But we all yeah. do, so, you know. It's true. It's true. On. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, though. You can't keep a canary uh, just on the ground very easily. Mm-mm. I mean, he could be glowing in the dark, but he's uh, three miles away. You have no idea. It's true. Yeah. And he's just singing that song by the police. Oh, staying so close to me. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. <laughs> this is bottle. <laughs> Walking on the moon was the was the oh. answer, but no. Uh, any, any I thought just else. because if he's dang- a- it was dangerous, don't stand so close to me. Because <laughs> of my radiation. Don't stand so close to my cracked nuclear reactor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they all no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> uh, great job on I see what you did there. So Lindsay gets four points. Great. Uh, Jeremy gets two points. So the oh. uh, the lead has swung. Lindsay's in the lead now. I'm, I'm, accustomed to, to 13. I'm accustomed to trailing the entire game most of the time. So it's fine. You were ahead for a whole round. So that's pretty exciting. I, mean, I, I, I relished it. Yeah, I could tell. A little sauerkraut on there too. Mm-hmm. All right. And now from the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the only thing that's French about it is the name. (laughs) So the question I have for both of you as it pertains to winter. Most holiday songs reference snow and cold, but not Christmas. So why do we stop singing them abruptly after Christmas? Hmm. I mean, I think they just get tied up in the um, the marketing of the Christmas songs as well. And everybody knows that, you know, most of us are good for about 45 minutes of Christmas music and then we're done for the year. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, um, you know, like for my mom's favorite Christmas uh, song is White Christmas. Um, not a lot about Christmas. It's mostly about winter and being stuck in a lodge, uh, stranded. Um but yeah, you know, you want to hear that for about a day or so, and then you're, you're just done. So I think it's a it's a it's a marketing problem. Okay, that's fair, Lindsay. What do you think? Um, I actually have a even lower tolerance for um, <laughs> any songs as it might relate to Christmas or winter. Um, I don't ever want to hear them, um, and I'm fine when they stop playing it. So I feel actually no need to discuss it further as to like not draw attention. To the just, songs, just or, their <laughs> or that they're ever played. Um, we've moved past it. It's January. It's fine. We can we cannot pick that back up. We can just leave it behind us, sitting there in the corner. I feel like this is almost like a Candyman scenario, where if you're you're a little concerned that if we if we speak their names a few mm-hmm. times in the mirror, that suddenly we'll have to do it all over again. You don't want to draw the eye. No, you just you just <laughs> you just leave it. You just. Shh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so there are kind of two ways to go with that. So there are the really obnoxious, uh, you know, like Mariah Carey, for example, we don't ever want to hear that song. Um, but there are a couple of good ones. So I would say the uh, Peanuts Christmas soundtrack. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The Vince That's a good one. Girl, and, whatever. Right. And then um, also anything with Bean Crosby, I think is tolerable and could be listened to for more than 45 minutes. 
And I'll, I'll pull another one out. Uh, most, most listeners are going to know this one. Tennessee Ernie Ford's Christmas. Okay. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Yeah. It's an oldie but goodie. You should go back and check it out. Next year. It's fine. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna subject you to it now uh no i'm not i promise i won't that would be that would be so mean yeah you know uh, all i was thinking is that uh we need maybe we should come up with a comprehensive plan to roll out some of these songs more just a little bit more over time instead of just having a big dump right after thanksgiving because uh, yeah like we get all i want for christmas out of the way right like mariah carey has her moment until uh, christmas day but there's like Walking in a Winter Wonderland, like Jingle Bells. Like there's a bunch of these songs that don't mention Christmas at all. And I don't know. It gets so bleak and dark in January and February. We, we deserve something. And maybe it's not even these songs, but we need something. No, I'm with you. I, I do. I mean, just I mean, everybody needs to take a dump after Thanksgiving. Let's be honest. Um, True. But aside from True. that, yeah, I, I think you're onto something there. We could weed out the, uh, you know, separate the wheat from the shaft, so to speak. Yeah. You know, just kind of just kind of make it make it so that we uh, that we don't just desperately hate everything during the darkest, coldest part of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we shouldn't. Yeah. Those it's like, you know, not to be politically incorrect here, but it's like a Chinese water torture uh, with some of those. And I work at a bank. Right. So it's like they got the music in the background. And of course, for like three solid months, it's the worst selection of music song or Christmas songs uh, possible. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On about whatever were the cheapest song. ones. Yeah, whatever they didn't have to pay for uh, royalties. On about a 13-song loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Because it's the best great. thing to do to people who are handling money and, and complex financial transactions is mm-hmm. to slowly drive them mad. Because right, we're not crazy enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> great job. Uh, two points each for La Chose Francais Arbitraire. <laughs> So that means right now we're going to the final topic, guys. Uh-oh. It's real. It's real, real. Lindsay has 16. Jeremy has 15. I didn't realize it was that close. Anything could happen. Literally anything could happen. Hmm. We could all be killed. By a bear, for example. Mm-hmm. I sent you all raw meat suits to wear for the show to <laughs> enhance the excitement. Hmm. We didn't get that. Uh, The mail is running really late today. I mean, that explains why there's like a t-shirt and a sweatshirt, but I don't see a a suit of meat. The meat suit? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm the only one and you guys didn't want to say anything the whole show about me being entirely ensconced in meat. Well, right. And it it bears mentioning that we got our mail after we went to bed last night. So I don't know. That's probably the, it's probably a USPS problem. Okay. Or on track. Yeah. I mean, on track's real. What's funny is they're so off track. Am I right? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on track, if you want to sponsor the show, tweet at, <laughs> at Nate Rigol. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Jeremy, since you are behind right now, you get first crack at the final topic. Sweet. Do you have a vague idea about snowbirds? Snowbirds. Snowbirds. Well, um, so you may not know this about Lindsay and I, but we are. Well, amateur bird watchers so there's a period of time that you don't watch professional birds no no no. we we like the uh you know it's only the amateurs yeah Yeah. Yeah. i don't know it's like kind of it's like watching college ball versus the pros it's just it's the pros are unwatchable at a certain point it's like you want to watch somebody make a nest when they mean it not when they're like being sponsored 
well not when they're doing by it Cadbury to make know. it <laughs> exactly right um you know and the refs don't call anything it's 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 ridiculous so anyways there's a period of time from like late fall when our favorite birds just kind of disappear and then there's not a lot of action out at the bird feeder and, but this week is a good example so now the bush tips are back uh we're waiting yeah. for the flickers the flickers like to show up in the winter nice uh, we, got, we have some winter finches that are coming around and so there's just like a, a just a menagerie of uh winter birds uh right out the window and ladybird uh the cat likes to sit out there and just like nap and get angry <laughs> at the birds and then, nap again, and then get angry at the birds again so mm-hmm. winter winter birds i feel like flickers and bush tits and finches is like that is the bridge to this new winter song that we're writing. Mm. Oh, so we I think we're going to tie it into winter's bone. I well, just... also that. <laughs> I mean, look, flickers and bush tits is what happens when your parents didn't pay for cable, but you could get that unscrambled thing to happen just every few minutes when you were like 14. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like... I, I think that's that. I think that was a bush tit. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, so you can't quite see it, but you can see just enough yeah yeah and it's like it's like kind of green and distorted and you're not uh, sure like what you saw and, and, and the sound and the sound's very staticky but there's like almost a moan in there but it's like a staticky moan right. you're not really sure is was that a dude moan or a lady moan i don't know what moan i'm getting my bone to that's right well the kids won't know what we're talking about here but like when the screen like when the signal was unstable and the, the screen would just like the image would go up and then yeah. up and then up and then up and then every once in a while, just kind of it like stay in and up. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we were living for those, for those glimpses. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Cause really we had so that. little. <laughs> <laughs> it was that or meth though, guys. So look, we chose the right path. The least destructive of all paths, I would say. Well, very good. Lindsay, anything to add about snowbirds? Yeah, I think the phrase snowbirds is actually used to describe people who live um, in one part of the country and then move to another part of the country uh, during the winter months. Um, Like, for example, my father-in-law summers in Indiana, but then winters in Mesa, Arizona. Um, So you might refer to him as a snowbird. They just leave the, the cold area in the cold part of the year to go to a nicer part of the country that's not cold. Yeah, that's very good. Um, do you ever call him a bush tit? I no, I have not. Um, not to his face. Not okay. to his face. <laughs> uh, the great thing about the bush tits, but I mean, besides them being just like a completely adorable bird, is when um, the first the first time they came through our, our feeder and I identified them as such. I had to call Jeremy. I could barely talk. I was laughing so hard that <laughs> I had just identified this new bird and they're called bush tits, um, like for real. And they are yeah, really cute birds. I'm looking it up. And it's also cute. funny that it's that bush tit is one word. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all in one. Um yeah, no, they're they're incredible. They came by today. Yeah, it's and, not uh, it's not hyphenated. Nope. They, well, it it makes me wonder now if it's like you know how you might say burnt instead of burned. If the if it's a bushed it, like hey, that's a bird that's in a bush. Like we bushed it. Mm-hmm. Bushed it. It's a bush. Yeah, it's British. Yeah, something like that. Who knows? I mean, hey, look, it was Adam and then the Brits. They named everything. 
Sure. So what's funny is that uh, she's referring to my dad and my stepmother as the snowbirds. And that, and I know that, I know that that's, I, I can tell you right now that they're in Mesa, Arizona. And that is not where my brain went first when you said snowbirds. So that bears mentioning. You went to an amazing place though, because we learned about <laughs> flickers and bush tits and we got to talk about that stuff. Like where uh, we weren't going to talk about it otherwise. Mm-mm. No, I like to shoehorn that in when I can. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta bring it. You gotta bring it. And, and 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 finches, which we don't want to. Hey, look, finches. You don't have a fun, mm-hmm. a fun or funny name. You still find birds. I like a good finch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like finches how they change colors. They're like kind of a reddish brown right now. Yeah, they're, yeah the they're, males are real red. They're lovely birds. Here, here's the thing I like about uh, now living on the East Coast is that I see cardinals now. Mm. No cardinals in Colorado. Mm-mm. But man, when I see a cardinal now out just walking around, it is stunning. They're cool. They're very cool. We had a lot of uh, cardinals in, in, well, it's a state bird, you know. I think it's a state bird of like 30 states at this point. But Yeah, they're all um, like, this is the coolest bird. We want that. Yeah, cardinal. So, yeah, our state car is the Lamborghini too, because we're totally original. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Miami. <laughs> Not that Miami is a state, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's a um, state of mind. Just that simple. <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure yeah no we would get uh especially in the winters we'd get a lot like a giant flocks of cardinals that would come in the yard and i just kind of took that for granted you know as a as a youngin and oh, i've yeah. not seen cardinal in like a decade now yeah it's i mean it's just yeah it's really it's striking because they are they're so vividly red especially in the dead of winter to see one in a tree it's just like whoa mm-hmm. neato because i mean yeah. There's, there's not a lot of colorful birds in Colorado during this time of year. I mean, you'll see a blue jay now and again, but even those are kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Those are hard. I, the flicker is one of my favorites because it just looks like a mix between a dove and a giant woodpecker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, They're pretty cool. um, but then we get actual woodpeckers that come visit too. So those are the, the downy, the downy. Yeah, the downy, the downy pecker. There's the downy and there's the larger hairy woodpecker, downy mm-hmm. and hairy pecker chilling in the house the other day and there's like this large like this just kind of a a weird loud noise you couldn't tell if somebody was like knocked on the door or i was like what the fuck is that and Lindsay said oh that's the woodpecker on the outside because we have a brick house (laughs) oh nice and so they just go go nuts at the brick so (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) (laughs) jack hammer out there crazy (laughs) you'd think that you'd think that you'd only do that once though Mm -hmm. But they're just always thinking like, hey, maybe this time I'll get through. Mm-hmm. These hard like have to be full of grubs. It's like that dude that likes to punch walls, you know, and you're going to break your hand every once in a while. But, you know, oh, yeah. a lot. just get away with it a lot. So I, I just imagine that's probably what the, the woodpecker's doing. That's fair. OK, so it's just getting aggression out. It's like Adam Driver in uh, in a marriage story. Yeah, his girlfriend just kind of broke up with him for like the fifth time. And um, he just can't you know, can't handle it. So he's got to, and it's, you know, you want to punch a wall. That's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. So you fly to the nearest, hardest wall you can find. Just the, just and the just, oldest, hardest just brick. Punch on it. Just <laughs> it yeah. Oh man. Great job. Um, Lindsay is technically correct. Snowbirds being mm-hmm. the, the commuter kind of human being who lives in, the most beneficial climate no matter what mm-hmm. i don't know why you don't just move to a place that's always nice all the time it w- might cost as much as having two houses but i don't know 
That's uh, man, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I think my, houses in Indiana are free though. So I mean that you're. That's a good point. I guess you know, yeah, yeah. If you're pretty much not paying for a house half the year, you can, mm-mm. and not like I don't think Mesa, Arizona is extremely expensive either. Although probably more so than Indiana. Yeah, I mean, one is more than zero, right? Um, it's true. It's infinitely more. Yeah, it was just kind of a, so the we we've been down to visit a couple times, and I the first time I went, I you know I was you know I know all the listeners aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, but I live pretty close to Colfax Avenue in mm-hmm. Denver which is known to be sort of like an interesting slash shady area. Um, and then I drove to Mesa to visit the, the folks there. And what I, what I drove into was this sort of a gated, a gated middle-class sort of golfy white um, golf courts all, or golf carts all over the place community. I, I didn't, I still can't quite process it. I'm not sure. Something of a compound. Like. It was a bit of a compound. Yeah. Yeah. And just like real kind of like a mediocre golf course in there. And um, I don't know, but they fucking love it. Like everybody, it's like kind of like a, a party. It's just like a warm weather party for the winter months. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I respect it and kind of am weirded out by it all at the same time. It's like a mid, it's like a, a deserty Midwest. kind of. I don't know. I mean, hey, you got to you got to take home somewhere and why not take it somewhere else? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lindsay three points, Jeremy two points, as suspected, and that means that Lindsay, you have one with mm-hmm. seventeen points. Jeremy fifteen. Very close. Very close mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Very close game. Starting to think this is fixed. <laughs> <laughs> we glue. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that was just that was just the luck of the order of the questions. Um, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. You almost, you almost had it. She almost, she almost didn't get Chili Willy Wonka, and you were going to steal that point. That yeah, Things could have been way I different. Here just singing the Chili Willy song in my head. Uh, um, if, I fought for that, that though. That one. You did. You, remember. you worked through it. And yeah, I mean, we were all, we were sitting here thinking about him taking the plunger and making the yeah. rotary phone that he uses to dial his. Uh, I, I don't know who he's calling. Who is, who is Chili Willy calling in the beginning I don't of that? Know. I just remember that the little Chili Willy episodes were like interludes between the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah. Good old yeah. Days. They were like, Hey, you like, you like birds that vandalize structures. How about a, mm-hmm. how about a bird that can't fly? Yeah. I, I miss old cartoons. It's true. They, they were great and they don't exist anymore. You can't even Not, watch them on no. TV easily without having, you know, cable and stuff. Well, they were, cause they were, they were like funny, but then a lot of racism. <laughs> Also, also a problem, yeah, because most of the like Disney Plus classic movies now have a very extensive like preamble card mm-hmm. that says like, "Hey, just so you know, <laughs> stuff this that, is from stuff that people used to do this wasn't so great." Era. Yeah. So yeah, and of course, I as a nine year old, I didn't even pick up on it, you know, but I would probably be appalled at this point. Oh hell yeah, we should go back and be appalled. Maybe that's the next episode. Is we'll talk about old cartoons. <laughs> and how appalled we are about them somehow we just, in the format of the show <laughs> yeah we do the episode and then just all like all simultaneously get canceled yes so. finally <laughs> like i've been trying to figure out a way to cancel this show for so long you would think a podcast would be a perfect vehicle for that but apparently right? not. just nobody <laughs> listens i can say the worst <laughs> stuff and nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Lindsay, anything that you would like to plug that you want people to know about or do? Uh, I think last time I said, please just get vaccinated. And so this time I would say, please get your boosters. Boosters. Booster it up. Um, we barely got COVID when we got it. So for sure would recommend the booster for the, the, shit least, works. the least bad COVID experience. Great. Yeah. Get boosted people. Mm-hmm. We're getting out of the Omicron wave. It looks like, but mm-hmm. there's always going to be another wave. Well, just go so just instead of going to the hospital and possibly dying, just uh, get a shot, get three mm-hmm. shots. They're, they're great. You'll just yeah. feel a little icky for a little bit. And then Barely. after that, you'll be like, Hey, I'm not invincible, but I'm not much less invincible than normal. Mm-hmm. You'll barely get COVID. Barely getting COVID. Really? I love it. That the, the week and a half that I had COVID uh, was probably the most productive week I've had. And I don't even, I, I couldn't even tell you how long we finished the DIY project, got the bathroom done. We've been working on that for a while. Nice. Um, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we got boosted. There it is. Yeah. So if you want what is effectively like a week and a half of paid vacation mm-hmm. when you can handle other stuff, mm-hmm. boosters. <laughs> that's how they need to that's how they need to market these things. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy, what what do you want to plug? Um, yeah, I was trying to think of something sort of like that would benefit society. Um, and I can't quite beat the vaccine thing. So uh, I'm going to dumb it down just a little bit. And I'm going to plug the uh, television series Station Eleven. Oh, Great. so good! So yeah, we kind of picked that up on a whim, and it was, uh, you know, sort of the, the post apocalyptic. Uh, a virus wipes out everything, but it was the book was written before COVID, so the timing is odd. Um, but it was done in a very unique way and uh, engaging. And we, it, you wish there would be a next season, but then also season two would probably ruin it. Um, so yeah, it's if you if you're looking for something to watch, uh, Station Eleven, folks. Great. What what uh, service is that on? HBO Max, yeah. I think. Swan Song was is on Apple, and wow. if you if you if you want to stream something that's not a series but a movie, uh, that's that's a very good one too. It's a uh, so it's a near futuristic. You know you're going to die. So the question is, technology exists that I can create a human to replace me and my family would never know that I died. They would Ooh. continue on with the exact replica of me and then therefore sparing them the pain. But the pain is on me because I have to bow out at a certain point and essentially say goodbye to my family without saying goodbye to my family. Cause otherwise if I tip them off that something's amiss, then it ruins the whole, the whole thing. Very, huh. very interesting. Very good show. I feel like I might just be too much of a, introvert opath to see that as a problem <laughs> i'd be like hey look what i got a year left i'm just gonna irish goodbye out of this <laughs> just placement me can keep going and yeah. i will go uh snowbird my way to my demise <laughs> it sounds yeah, fine it's yeah so that's two plugs i for the price of one I, it's one of those where you um you go back and forth right you're like oh no i would totally do this and you're like oh god but that's huh that's fucked up no, 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 it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, you know, like that kind of thing. So you, it's you, it's a bit of a quandary. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's delivered well. Um, it sounds really compelling. I'm going to check it out. Um, yes. And yeah, Station Eleven is on HBO Max and it has Lori Petty in it. I didn't mm-hmm. know Lori Petty was in it. Yep. That's great. great. I love Lori yep. Petty. Uh, yeah. Point break, folks. Uh, listeners, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you listen. 
That really helps us out. You can also check out the other podcasts that we make, including Roll for Blank Streets of Mage, which is our actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast hosted by me. Uh, we also have a couple of other shows. They're on hiatus, but they cover the Denver Nuggets basketball team. That's called Hard Pick Mining Company and Sex in the City called Funky Spunk. And uh, hopefully they'll be back very soon. Um, and yeah, otherwise, uh, boosters. I totally agree. Um, and also just going to plug as, as we have sort of since the beginning of the year, kindness. Like, let's just do a thing where we're like, instead of existing in this sort of elevated, angry state, um, we're all tired. And we're all like fried, <laughs> but you know uh, fuck you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come yeah, here yeah. and say that to my face? Yeah, but what's in it for possible. me? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, fair. Um, but yeah, in theory, kindness. I know in practice, very hard, but in theory, kindness. Yeah. If you like the theme song, check out Michael J. O'Connor's music. It's michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. And, uh, and yeah, otherwise, watch these cool-ass shows. They sound great. Jeremy, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the show again. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir, for having us. My pleasure. This was so much fun. Congratulations, Lindsay. That's You're undefeated? That I feel case? like that's probably true. Yeah. I, I, I also kind of feel like if you ever did lose, it would be a real problem. So I'm kind of I'm happy that we're <laughs> still here. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm strong enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. That wasn't me questioning how strong you were. It was uh, fear for my own, for my own safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, hey, we have all had a vague idea about winter this week, <laughs> and that's a good thing, because the devil is in the details. Bye bye. Bye bye. The vague idea is written and produced by me, neighbor goalie, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Paros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com.